This is the Maker's Garage presented by Carbide3D. Hi everybody, welcome to a very special episode of the Maker's Garage. An interview with Dennis Van Hoof. I hope you've seen him on YouTube. If you haven't, you need to look him up. He's pushing the boundaries of CNC and doing V-carve inlays, koi fish, sculptures, columns, other amazing objects. Scientific and technical writer during the day, but at night he's getting his hands dirty. Northern California is home by way of the Netherlands and Utrecht University, which is outside of Amsterdam. He has some incredible insight into the creative process, how he goes about it, totally valuable information. Enjoy this time with Dennis. Thanks for making time to do this. Really appreciate it. Yeah, well, thanks for inviting me. I'm really excited about this. So thank you. I appreciate it. How did you get into CNC? Um, yeah, that's a good question. I, I was always interested in woods. Um, I went to those wood fairs and I was always fascinated by what people were able to do with it. But I'm not that good with my hands, you know, real time. And then um, I was watching those YouTube videos and then saw a few guys working with those machines. And even though I'm not good with computers either, I thought it was, it was a nice um, go between, I would say, uh, to, you know, to still do the things that I actually wanted to create. Because um, my mother is a, she's an artist. My father is an engineer. And uh, yeah, I think this, uh, this is probably where I got it. Perfect combination. That is a perfect combination for what you're doing. So you're a scientific and technical writer, but hadn't really expressed that part of yourself with your hands or with the, the creativity. I mean, obviously, it's there now with all the different things you're doing. Yeah, um, it actually, I, I think it's still a little bit related um, because I also like to explain things to people. Um, and that's all why the whole YouTube thing came up. Um, so besides creating things, I also like to explain how I did things so people can um, not necessarily copy me, but at least get inspired and realize that they can probably do much more than they think they can at that moment. And my first CNC was actually a Bob CNC, very basic machine, and uh, it didn't have a dust tube. And I don't know if you ever uh, routed without a dust tube, but that stuff gets yeah. everywhere. So I quickly realized I needed one and there just was not one available. So I decided to sign one to design one myself. And uh, I posted the video and everybody wanted one. So I uh, initially made a few myself to sell, but um, yeah, at one point the demand became too big that I decided to write up a manual how you can make your own richer CNC machine. So yeah, that's, uh, that's how it led to there. I like that. Do you deliberately not show anything else behind you? Because if I had to guess, I would have guessed you were in Europe somewhere. I recognize the accent, but I, I would have guessed you were in Europe somewhere just out in a back shed. It looked to me like Italy or Belgium or Holland or somewhere, having lived there multiple I, I, times. <laughs> no, I wish it was in Italy because that's actually the country I want to retire one day. Um, they have beautiful olive woods over there. Olive yeah. woods. Uh, it's, it's definitely one of my favorites, but, um, no, I actually, I have such a messy backyard that I try to show as little as possible. And I always try to point it, um, mostly to me and, and my shed and keep it that way. I recently got some ducks. Uh, so you probably saw in my latest video that you actually, uh, I, I bought, I built a duck pen. So they stay okay. outside there and every now and then one pops up the head just over the edge to see what's going on <laughs> and I make a lot of noise. But uh, yeah, that's that's the reason. It's it's very messy. So, but I'm, I'm glad it it doesn't look that way. More ducks in the video, please. Extra ducks would be would be very entertaining. 
Uh, well, maybe it's, it's nice for the viewers to, to actually, you know, if they spot one, they can put the time in there in the video saying where they spotted one. I like that idea. I love that. Yeah. Like Trader Joe's when you have to go find the little stuffed animal and you get a lollipop back in the day. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they can get a lollipop. That's fine. I'll send it over. <laughs> What's possessed you to push the projects and the machines as far as you have? Um, I would say I got quickly bored of making cutting boards and nameplates for the people I know. And I think at one point, you know, everybody I knew had a cutting board or two and a nameplate or two. Um, but I always had the desire to make um, uh, sculptures, 3D sculptures. And I knew it was possible with the machine, but just not with the machine that I had at that moment. Um, and then I looked online to see what you actually needed to uh, invest to get a machine that would be capable of doing the things that I wanted to do. And then you had to multiply the amount that I spent on my CNC by a factor of 100. Mm -hmm. And of course, I don't have that money. So then the uh, engineering uh, uh, genes that I have from my dad kicked in. And I, um, yeah, I, I started thinking about it besides that dust shoe, which was pretty straightforward. I thought, uh, you know, maybe I can make like this rotary setup that I did. Um, I looked into um, the, the automated rotary setups, but they were not available. And um, even then, I don't think the shape poker actually, uh, uh, the, the circuit board allows to, is compatible with the, with the rotary setup. So um, yeah, I did not have many options left and that's how I started doing that. And um, yeah, also the height of the, of the CNC, the maximum depth that you can carve right. uh, that made it very limited. And that was also one thing that I could solve by making this rotary setup, because of course, then you can go twice the depth of what the normal CNC would be capable of. And yeah, I like that. I, I thought that uh, besides trying to create nice art, I needed that engineering challenge. So mm. um, it's, it's, uh, I, I, I like that combination of it's, it shouldn't be too simple, right? If I can do it tomorrow already, then it's probably boring. So I'm not going to do it. Um, and most of my projects, actually, they take weeks to think through, which I do on a bicycle in the morning, I go out for a bike ride. And then I think about all these very complicated problems and how I can solve them. And um, so that thought process is actually part of the fun, I think, something that people think, oh, but that's just impossible. I'm like, okay, I'll take it on and, and see what I can do. So, um, so yeah, it's, I think it's the combination that actually uh, makes it very interesting for me to create something beautiful, uh, at least to me, pleasing to the eye that, that I think is beautiful and include that, um, that engineering challenge. When you say weeks into the thought process, the preparation, the execution, how many hours do you have into the actual video? Um, so in the, in the violin, that took me about half a year to get to the final product actually. Um, so it was several months of making prototypes and things that failed in the, I know in the video, everything looks like I did it in one go and everything was fine, but that's not the case. I made so okay. many mistakes and I also want, you know, my, my, my viewers to understand it because they think, oh, everything looks so easy. Well, it's not, I make tons and tons of mistakes, but I think one of the strengths is that I'm not afraid to make mistakes because it means every time I do something new, I carry all that knowledge mm -hmm. of the mistakes that I made. And I can actually apply that in the new uh, things that I want to create. But um, yeah, because you know, it, 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 uh, there's a lot of math involved, uh, a lot of calculations uh, to really get the maximum out of the machine. 
um, the, the, the limitations, the physical limitations that the machine has, uh, how can you really get to the, you know, get the max out of it? And um, uh, that requires a lot of thought process too, of course. And then, uh, as I said, the prototypes, um, I usually go through several rounds of prototypes. Uh, I'm a big fan of, um, of uh, plywood because it's cheap and you can just glue it mm -hmm. together and, and, and try it out. Um, and it's soft, so you probably don't mess up your machine if you do something wrong. Right. Um, yeah, and then and then um, the, the 3D models, I'm not too good with computers, so the 3D models I usually download and then I fill around a little bit with Mesh Mixer, uh, just because it's for free, um, to uh, turn anything into something that is machinable. And mm -hmm. then um, and the V-Carve uh, to design all the toolpaths, but just the, the, the violin itself already, um, each component has on average about 10 different toolpaths. Mm -hmm. So uh, it, it, it really adds up. And, and right now I'm actually busy with um, uh, a T-Rex, T-Rex skeleton. So that will be my next video. Oh, it's, fun. It's taking a while. It's, and I'm not talking about one that you can hold in your hand. It's going to be pony size. So something to look, uh, look forward to. But just oh, think about fantastic. it. How can you, yeah, think about how, how can you make something that big with the CNC machine? So right. then you have to chop it up into pieces, and then you also limit the, the stock that is available, the stock material, those dimensions. So how do you solve that? And then putting everything back together again, because you're basically taking something apart, and then you have to build it up again. But that means all those pieces have to fit together too and stay yeah. together. So um, yeah, so those kind of challenges, uh, that's what I really like. But yeah, as I said, it requires a lot of thinking. Where are all these things going? Where's the violin currently? Um, so the very first prototype went to my parents because they're my mom, so she was immediately in love and uh, I, I decided to send it over as a Christmas gift. Um, I sold one and most of my work actually stays at home or I give it away to friends and family, um, uh, display some in, uh, in expositions uh, every now and then. But um, it's, it's kind of hard because I make unique pieces, right? It's not like a production process like uh, you would with cutting boards. Um, every piece has a lot of history and a lot of sweat and tears went into it. So it's, it's very difficult to part from it. So, um, my house is starting to clock. I think I need a bigger house to, yes, to good plan. give everything a place and a bigger shed. <laughs> yeah. I, it's, it's very tight fit in the shed too. <laughs> I love that. So when you got into CNC, did you want to get into make money back? Did you want to get into make things to sell? Did you just want to get into it for the art or the curiosity? What what brought you there in terms of motivation? Yeah, no, it was mostly for myself. Um, you know, as I said, I was always interested in in woods. I, I think wood is just one of the most beautiful materials uh, because mm. every slice you make, you know, something else opens up, something new. Uh, you never know how it's going to turn out. And there's so many different kinds. So I just wanted to do something with my hands, mostly because my daily job is a lot with my mind. And, um, you know, it's, it's a lot of uh, writing. So I, I need that outlet to do something with my hands. Um, yeah, so so that's the reason why I, I, I actually got into this. Um, uh, just to, to express myself, I guess. Yeah. Has the Sheboko surprised you? Um, I would, I wouldn't say surprised me because, <clears throat> um, 
I, 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 I had high expectations. Let me put it that way. Okay. Uh, I did my research and, um, uh, you know, I, I think having that, uh, that simpler CNC machine actually helped to know what are the limitations that, that I'm looking for um, uh, and the capabilities, the strength, the robustness. And um, I compared several different machines, uh, at least, you know, by doing my online research, those YouTube videos. So, um, no, I had very high expectations of the Shape Oco, and I think that's why it didn't really surprise me. What okay. I do like, the only thing that surprised me is, um, and I'm talking about the Shape Oco, uh, that I have the version, not the Pro, but the version that I have, is how um, customizable it is. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm very happy with that. So, um, yeah, maybe that was the only thing that surprised me. Okay. So, yeah, you have the that 3 the still, right? You have an XXL3? Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with the with the ASTZ uh, upgrade because I just needed to have that maximum Z depth. Right, right. So you have a, a master's in molecular and cellular biology. How's that informed your CNC experience or your design desires? Yeah, I think it actually helped me with um, thinking things through before you start on something. Um, you know, because my my uh, scientific background also requires me to think things really well through before you do something, not just because um, uh, otherwise you don't get the desired results, but um, there's so many different aspects involved. I think a lot of people who are not familiar with CNC, they just think, oh, you just have this design, you put it in a computer and the CNC spits it out. But that's not really how it is. Yeah, <laughs> if it were that easy, right? But uh, you have to do a lot of thinking for that machine. And um, it's it's a very stepwise process too. You probably see this theme in my videos where I always start with the introduction, uh, then um, the, the the materials that I chose and the design in the 3D design because I really want to keep those 3D designs, um, and then changing it into the tool pass and then actually executing it and then assembling everything and do the final finishing. You see that in every of my videos, and that's because that's just what the CNC process is about. And that is actually very similar to what I used to do when I was still working in a laboratory, right? By thinking of those experiments. First, you do the, the theory, you want to analyze the result that you want to have. And then you have to go through this step-by-step -step process to get there. And every single step requires uh, different um, uh, uh, approaches to get there. And um, so I think it helped me keeping things organized because yeah, if you want to create like the, the, the spherical earth that I created, um, yeah, it, it, it's just not possible if you think, oh, I just you know put it in a machine and it will spit it out. That's not how it works. Right. The Glowforge video is not how the world functions. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> so stem cell writing was one thing you did for a while. Can I, can you fix my knees for me? Is that going to happen? Can we just put some stem uh, cells in there and get them all repaired up? Yeah, I would love to. I have uh, I have diabetes myself, so that was actually the reason why I got into that field because ah. at that point it was very promising in um, uh, curing diabetes uh, because I don't have any beta cells anymore which produce the, the insulin. I have type 1 diabetes. So that was one of the reasons why I got into, into it. But um, yeah, then every year they had to promise, oh, in, in five years from now, we will have the solution to everything. And five years later, they had the same promise that five years later it would be the Right. They would have the solution. So, um, yeah, I moved on. I mean, you know, just career wise and um, 
different things came across my path. So, uh, yeah, like certified life coaching. So you, do you recommend CNC for people to, uh, enhance their life or what? Yeah, no, that the, the life coaching was actually because of the diabetes because okay. um, I'm handling it quite well. And I know several people around me who were struggling with it. And I had always been helping those people, um, uh, try to, um, you know, structure their life and, and, and really manage their diabetes well. And of course, then people start saying, oh, why don't you do this for a job? And yeah, I, I gave it a try with the, with the coaching. But um, yeah, it was tough, I have to say. It, it's, it's very unsteady income and very un, uncertain. And of course, if you have a family to support and, uh, and ducks, then um, yeah, you have to find something more stable. That's true. That's true. If you've added ducks and you've pushed yourself over, you could no longer do anything frivolous. <laughs> you exactly. have to support the yeah. ducks. Oh, they, they take a lot of time. Yeah. How many hours a week are you spending doing anything related to one of your projects? Uh, not enough, as far as I'm concerned. I'm looking forward to my, my retirement, but it's not anytime soon. Um, yeah, the thing that... The nice thing is, so the thought process I usually do at night because, you know, during the day I don't have time. I'm, I'm busy with my work, but then I sit on the couch and instead of watching other people's YouTube videos, maybe you shouldn't say that, but instead of watching other YouTube videos, I, I do a lot of the, the, the design process. Um, and once I have those things designed, then um, I switch on the machine in a very early morning and it starts those cars, which usually take easily like 10 hours. So yeah um i check in on it every now and then you know during my breaks or during lunch i check how it's going and if the neighbors are complaining at about all the noise i'm making but um uh, i think that's one of the nice things about cnc that you know it's part machine part human the human part you can do um while the machine is is doing other stuff for you because those videos that you see <clears throat> it all looks like i'm doing things sequentially but that's of course not the case, uh, <laughs> especially with the T-Rex that's coming up. It, it actually consists of 40 different 3D cars. Um, so, wow. um, so yeah, you can imagine that if I have to wait until I have designed every single piece of it and then start the CNC process and every piece takes a full day, like 12 hours to carve, um, it's going to take me a year. So uh, by actually starting the process with, you know the 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 hardware process that the the carving the actual carving while you are still designing the other pieces um that way you can save a lot of time so it's it's difficult to say how many hours per day you actually spend um but uh yeah i would say um it keeps me busy let me put it that way what are you trying to accomplish with the videos um well, you, you won't make big money with YouTube unless you have a million followers. Um, so that's not happening. Um, no, as I said, I think I, I like, you know, explaining things to people and, and um, get other people inspired. Uh, also, because, of course, that inspires me. I see people doing things on YouTube that I think, wow, I'm, I'm actually happy that they took the time to share it with me because it, this opens up things for me. And. I think it's a, it's a way for me to, to give a little bit back and um, yeah, and, and share the capabilities of not just the machine, but also what the human mind is capable of. Because I think it's really, the human mind is really the limited factor. 
Um, that's why sometimes I get that saying that, oh, but you can't do this. And that for me is a, is a big impulse to do it. And then I show it in the video because I think yeah. if I would show those things that I make just in a picture, people would be like, eh, no, he didn't do it at the CNC. That's not possible. But of course, you know, if I show it in the video, then um, yeah, they can argue what they want, but uh, it's true. Well, Dennis, thanks so much for taking the time and spending it with me and with our listeners on the Maker's Garage and look forward to a, a giant pony-sized T-Rex. <laughs> oh, absolutely. It's coming up. But be patient because it takes a while to, to build that thing. We will. We will. In your, your backyard, I guess, will be littered with prototype bones everywhere. It'll, someone will <laughs> dig it up in a thousand years. <laughs> absolutely. Okay. Right on. Thank you very much. Thanks, Dennis. Bye-bye.